Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots. Let's go. Hi there, everyone. I'm out here today on the hillside of one of Johnstown's most famous attractions, the Incline Plain. And uh, I am joined by somebody who has poured blood, sweat, and tears, literally and figuratively, into this hillside. Mike Cook, how you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. Thanks for joining me on uh, this episode of Hiking the Highlands. Thanks for coming out here. I've, I think we've got a pretty exciting hike planned for today i'm looking forward to this oh i am too and like i was telling you up there by the parking area um this is my first time actually on these trails which is honestly rare for me i usually uh i usually can say you know i've been here a few times or this is one of my favorite spots but i've never actually made it onto this hillside oh well i think you're in for a treat because this hillside has like a little bit of history and then it's got the hiking and the biking uh, so there are a lot of neat things up here, and there are a whole bunch of projects uh, that I, we can discuss later, uh, plans for expanding the park and the functionality of this hillside and its value to the community. Oh, fantastic. We're looking forward to talking about that. Yeah. So uh, what we're on right now, uh, this is a trail called Lower Works. This is one of the original trails. Back in the 70s, uh, these, these were developed into trails for the first time. There are three tiers. Uh, we'll get on to all three of them. Okay. As we hike here, uh, this one I didn't build though, but um, <laughs> I believe at one point it was some kind of an access road or a small gauge rail line because there are um, train rails down in the woods down here, and you can see uh, right now it's wide enough to drive oh, yeah. a Very vehicle much. down. Very much. And I, we started at uh, the end of Yoder Street, which is just above the city here. I mean, we are, if you're coming, um, what is it? Walnut Street to Napoleon Street. You go turn right onto Mill Creek, Mill Creek Road. You go up and then take a hard right onto Yoder and drive yep. all the way back. That's where we started. Yeah, and there's an actual like official trailhead that's been there since these trails were established. There's a sign there and everything. Okay. And the nice little parking area. Now that the incline's closed, really, aside from coming in from the very top of the hill, that's your only real way onto the trails right now. Okay. While they work on the incline, so. I was talking about some of the history stuff that's here. All over this hillside, you'll find walls like this. And this one, oh, uh, that's interesting. we just call it Morley's Wall because as we get down here, uh, somebody carved their initials into the stone. Uh, where did it go? And right it's, there. It's just like stacked field stone here. Yeah, J.H. Morley. We don't know the history of the wall, but we know that... Um, when the job cores were developed under, was that Eisenhower, I believe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the, a bunch of work crews came up here and built these walls. So there's a real possibility that these trails were access roads or utility roads at one point. We're kind of doing some diving into the history of that right now to try to figure that sort of thing oh, out. That's fascinating. Uh, that, and that actually connects back to uh, whenever I talked to Mike Zaboro with Stackhouse Park. He was telling me about the work crews um, and how they built a lot of trails over there. Yeah, and those pavilions too. And the, uh, Yes, that's right. They, they built those neat little things too. So they were on this hillside as well. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, we're not... This wall actually might predate them. This one might be part of... 
uh, some kind of industrial, like the, that rail line that I said runs, right. ran is, up. Is there a chance that uh, the rail line was connected to the mine that was here? Was that Rolling Mill Mine? Rolling Mill Mine, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, the the Rolling Mill Mine, uh, one of the I think one of the oldest mines in the area. I think, at the time, yeah, and one of the worst disasters in mining history in the country, maybe even the world. I think it is the worst mining disaster ever. Uh, for don't quote me on that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so some of the miners' bodies are still down, trapped in the mine because the mine blew up, and and there was no recovering their their bodies. Right, and that's right to the right of the incline plane. If you uh, if you get onto the trails by going to the bottom incline plane station and you start hiking to the right toward Washington Street, um, you go up a bit of a hill to where the James Wolfe sculptures were before mm-hmm. we moved them down to the gas park. And about 50 yards down that to your left, there's a, a mine portal entrance. And there's a metal gate over it. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that was still there. I, I figured it was like, you know, cemented closed or something. No, there was a homeless guy that crawled in there and was living there uh, because in the summertime, it's naturally air-conditioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he it died gets, in it there. Gets, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. Let's take a hard left turn here. Yep, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you can see the, the mine entrance there. And then as you go down further where the, the rock slide was on the expressway that PennDOT just redid that section. Yes, yeah. If you look up on the hill, there are two big slabs of cement that are painted tan. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two mine entrances because before they put the expressway in, um, the rail line was actually about 20 feet above where the expressway I is. I that. Yeah, they cut down on the hillside to have to get to bedrock or whatever the case was to yeah. put the expressway in. Um, but originally there was an old access road up higher on the hillside uh, that went to those two mine portals and, and to the mines. And uh, from what Tom Leslie told me, they ran the coal completely underground. So they went under mm-hmm. the Connemaw River to the mills. Yes. Uh, and There was down. a conveyor belt that actually went from the mill or from the mine up into the um, Mike Zavora told me about this in uh, <laughs> oh god it was over below Prospect in that valley what was the, it was a oh, coke the, plant the um, Rosedale property yes yeah it, it ran from there into the Rosedale coke plant yeah and supposedly the hillside's haunted because of that mine disaster uh, right I mean there were hundreds I think of people that died because was it was there a, uh, was it like gas explosion? I think it was a methane bl- buildup that, okay. that was sparked and, and blew up but yeah. Uh, and there was just no way to get to these guys. No, so they're they're under our feet somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where that mine runs, if it runs this far over on the hill. But if you go to the right of the incline plane when you're facing it, yeah. there's, there's mine shame. portals. Yeah. yeah. There's a chance it was connected to that, or there's a chance it was connected to the Haas Refractory, which was right next to the Stone Bridge. Uh, and that oh. was the uh, refractory to build, or they made bricks for inside the furnaces of the steel mills. Oh, that's, oh, oh I never knew that. that you're, yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. Right, it was literally right next to the Stone Bridge on the hillside. Um, and we're working right now to do some property acquisition there. And we're going to develop that into um, a railroad side park and clear some of the trees out. So people that like doing train watching or yeah. train photography can sit in a park and you're 20 yards from the stone bridge (laughs) that's really cool it's going to be a great place for for rail enthusiasts to hang out and get some good pictures of uh trains and stuff like that and uh let me just make a note here um if you hear any traffic on this (laughs) recording that's because the 50 route 56 bypass is not 200 yards away from us like it's right down the hill i wasn't joking whenever i said we were just above the the actual city and kernville um so yeah i imagine 
that'll just kind of be a constant as we hike. Yeah, we'll get away from it as we work up the hill. You can always hear it in the background. Right. Uh, and honestly, that's one of the things that kind of attracted me to these trails in the first place. Before I even got involved with digging the new trails, mm-hmm. my office is downtown and I needed to, I had an hour lunch. I needed to get away from the computer <laughs> screen. And one day I saw a sign on the incline plane that said two trails. And I'm like, okay, I'm game. And I realized like I could get up in the woods for an hour and go for mm-hmm. a hike over my lunch break mm-hmm. and then get back to the office and get back to work. Wow. That's a, uh, that's an, I'm trying to use a different word other than interesting here. Uh, <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> intrigues. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Intrigue. So, it's an intriguing way to, <laughs> to is, your connection. This, we're, today, you're, you're helping me out as well because we're doing a bit of uh, exploratory exploring. Okay. This tree just came down uh, like <laughs> since last week. So we're going to probably find a couple of these. And this is a constant up here. Yeah. If you look along this hillside, you can see that there are a lot of trees oh, yeah. down. Uh, the whole thing was clear cut at one point, and the trees that are up here don't have a really solid root structure. Yeah, uh, it's prone to landslides, which will cross one in a little bit, and um, and erosion. Every time we get a heavy rain or or a significant wind event, uh, I know that that weekend I'm going to have to do some chainsawing. Okay, I know we've talked about in the past the. Um I don't know what to call it because it wasn't a tornado, but it was basically a tornado. It was a micro. What was it? A microcell? Was that what they call those? I think so. A pseudo tornado. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna take you down through that section. You can see where it skimmed the top of the trees and it snapped them off like it twisted yeah. the tops of the trees off. Uh, and uh, did a lot of damage. And, and in that section in particular, we tend to have a lot of trees coming down to this day. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow, you really do have a great view of the city from here. I mean, I just from this hillside, I can see, you know, like the Holiday Inn and the uh, the river channel for the Stony Creek. Like I said, the 56 bypass. Yeah, and it's it's a lot better up on the hill. But, um, you know, you can look straight out the gap of the Conema where the 1889 flood came down. Oh, So wow. that V that you're looking at right now is, yeah. is where the flood came down into the city uh, from South Fork. And uh, up on, we have one trail. We won't get the whole way up there. It's called Sanjinstan, uh, which is... Say that again. Sanjinstan. It's the old <laughs> German for Johnstown. Uh, before they renamed it Johnstown, that's what Johnstown uh, was called. Okay. Uh, but there's a gap in the trees up there, and you look straight out that, the, the Connemaw, or that's not the Connemaw Gap, but the gap of the Connemaw River. Yeah. The view is stunning. Get up there in the fall, and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> See, this is why this is why I wanted to, to uh, interview you for this podcast because I knew you were going to have fantastic information for me. <laughs> I'm all about the content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we shouldn't go much further. So, I know that people are listening, but uh, we're looking down toward the city in the expressway right yep. now, and this is a small road called Coconut Place, uh, and I'm on the board of the Connemaw Valley Conservancy as well, and we just got the property at the end of it. So we're going to develop that into a parking area, and uh, the 9-11 Memorial Trail is going to come up into here off of Coconut Place. No way. Yeah, and run along the bottom of the hillside, and the goal is to get it the whole way out to the Heritage Discovery Center. Huh. Uh, and it'll come up right here by the Mirtha Cancer Center and up onto the hillside. Wow. Yeah, that's one of our winter projects is cutting that trail in. And actually, some of those walls that I was talking about are on that They're lower there. level of the hill, so I could use those as like a basis for building trails. That's neat. Yeah. Now, I know that um, you had mentioned the Conemaw Valley Conservancy, mm-hmm. but you're also part of, well, you basically lead or the heart and soul of another group here for the Incline Plane. Yeah, and that one falls under the Visions 2025 umbrella, and it's just 
the Incline Plain Trails Project. Yep. We didn't get super crazy <laughs> with the name. That's uh, okay. Sometimes simple is best. Exactly. So yeah, I've uh, I've been doing that for five years now, and that's where this project kind of came from. Uh, the initial goal, I joined the trails team, mm-hmm. and, and, and we were going to try to extend the Jim Mayer Trail through Riverside. There's okay. a whole bunch of backstory to that and some pushback from <laughs> people in the community. I am a I live in Riverside, so mm-hmm. I am not pushing back. Um, <laughs> no, you want that to happen. <laughs> I want that to happen. Um, so unfortunately, that didn't happen. But then I, I was, you know, like I said, hiking up these trails over my lunch break and realized, well, this is a city park and the city didn't really have the resources to come up here and maintain them. Mm-hmm. But I, as a volunteer, could. So I put a project proposal together with my friend Dave and, and uh, Arch Liston was the city manager at the time. and. It worked out in my favor that they were going through city managers like I change underpants and they just rubber stamped it and on to the next guy. Uh, and so I've been up here for five years now and then we've built the mountain bike trails and that was part of that proposal was we'll take care of the hiking trails if you let us put some mountain bike trails up there. And, uh, Pennsylvania recreation law is really great in that if you open your land to recreation mm-hmm. you are free of liability as long as you're not charging admission okay. uh, so if we were to say it's five dollars to ride the trails then we would be liable for any sort of accident that happens okay uh, but there's a big you're going to die sign at the trailhead <laughs> um, if you pedal past this sign uh, you're doomed and, and he, uh, he's not joking. It it does say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty grave. I ripped. Out I love one. it though. There's a series of trails in Pittsburgh called the Doctor J Trails, and they have. I took the verbiage almost straight from their sign. To be <laughs> honest with you, hey, so, nothing wrong with that. There is it. So this is all the further we're going to go down the hill for now. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of a nice like plateau here in the middle of the hillside. It is, uh, and the reason this is all the further we're going to go. It doesn't look like it now because of the leaves on it, but this is uh, the new mountain bike trail that we built this year. I can kind of see the outline there coming down this hillside. Yeah, so we're going to start a hike up. Um, Since the incline's under construction, they asked that I don't let anybody down near the lower station because it's an active work zone. Yeah. So almost serendipitously, there's a tree right there that fell across the trail. (laughs) Uh, And I figured, you know what? I'll just leave this tree across the trail. You can't get past it on a bike unless you carry your bike over. Yeah. Uh, that'll work. So nobody's been going past this point. So if we ride now, we have to ride down to here and then pedal up Mill Creek. That does not sound fun. It's not. <laughs> it's not uh, at all. So tell me about uh, how you got into mountain biking. That's uh, a pretty extreme activity. It is. Um, if you get in the Wayback Machine, uh, I'm 40. I'll be 42 at the end of January. Uh, yeah, this is. <laughs> There are rocks over there that make okay. it easier to climb up there. Yeah, this is this is slow going because there's just the the faintest dusting of snow, <laughs> and all the leaves are wet, and it's a, a balmy. Oh god! Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, it's a balmy 28 degrees today. And and, uh, and the the Yoder Hill dirt turns into Treat. peanut butter <laughs> whenever it gets a little bit wet. So. <laughs> That's what we're fighting against now. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to the top of this yeah, hill. So let's, let's get up here. Thankfully, there are trees on my side. Uh, and then we've got one more little knob of a hill to get up, but it's not bad. Okay. Um, so, uh, my <laughs> mountain friend, biking. <laughs> yeah, mountain biking. Uh, my friend Brandon, who has been helping me out with the tree, the trails, and I grew up in Nanny Glow. And mm-hmm. uh, 
You know, there are all kinds of rock dumps and gas pipelines around Nanny Glow, and we would have our huffies and, and ride those <laughs> all the time. And okay. then uh, I went to college and ran out of money like college kids do. Kind of got away from mountain biking. And mm -hmm. uh, honestly, when I started this project, I wasn't even a mountain biker. And then my friend Dave that was helping me with the proposal, mm -hmm. he had an old mountain bike, and he was like, well, you built these trails. He's like, I'll sell it to you for cheap. So he sold me a GT Distortion, and uh, that's what I rode the first couple of years up here. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I was a whitewater kayak guy before. This is a biker. In addition to the <laughs> several boards you uh, yeah. you're part of, you're also part of the Ben's Creek Canoe Club, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm the president of Ben's Creek Canoe Club. Uh, so if anybody's interested in whitewater kayaking, we do regular yeah. releases into the Stony Creek through the summer. Greenhouse Park is Pennsylvania's first whitewater park, uh, and then we do like. It's not all white water. It's, we do flat water paddles out on the Kui, full moon paddles, stuff like that. Beginner classes, roll classes at the YMCA, and uh, the more the merrier. So Yeah, I've, I've been out to Greenhouse Park several times to cover events that uh, that have been out there for Surf's Up. For yeah, first waves. Ian. Yes, yeah. very cool guy. Oh, um, Ian's a saint. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> fantastic. Well, and it's really interesting that it, it's a, a standing wave out there right at like the launching point for the the kayaking yeah and and that's the great thing about it that it's considered park and play because you just sit there and you go surf for a couple of hours and yeah. sit on the rocks and eat your lunch and then go surf some yeah. more it, it's it's awesome and uh, the guy that designed it i think he was from colorado mm. uh and uh he designed it for that very purpose the weirs channel the water in a very specific way and then I guess it was three or four years ago now, we completed phase two of that, which involved removing a whole bunch of cobble from downstream okay. that was deposited there by hurricanes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that made, there are two waves there. Uh, the first one, or the second wave was always underwater because of that cobble. And then when we cleared it out, we now have two surf waves in the green. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. so just downstream, there's yeah. a second wave. What we're on right now is the newest mountain bike trail that we built. We, that, that last trail we were on is mixed use, so hiking okay. and biking. Uh, this one, mountain bike specific. The reason we keep hikers off the mountain bike one, trails, specifically in the mountain biking season, is if <laughs> I came ripping down here and you were hiking here, this is like 40 inches wide. There's no wiggle room here. No, no you're, you're just asking for disaster. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I imagine it would be... Well, it'd be mutually bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this one we, we built uh, to have a couple of different kinds of features in mind. So we've got like a rock garden that you and I are hiking up through now. Uh, and then those two hills that you roll down that mm -hmm. we hiked up. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> you watch that. You weren't kidding about the peanut butter. No. no. Oh, that's okay. Everybody's going to get a kick out of listening <laughs> to me fall. I have a feeling after you and I get off of this trail, you'll mm -hmm. be okay. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm trusting you with that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting my life in your hands. At least somebody is. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just finished this one and the incline was already closed. I've only had a chance to ride this trail, oh, maybe three times now because pedaling back up Mill Creek is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not the, it's not, not steep. <laughs> Ex yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and we're about to come to the steepest part. Uh, so when I talk about having a bunch of different features, um, we're on a flat part of the trail now. Yeah. But you know, we built this kicker oh, into like a, it. Okay. Like a log embedded in the dirt. Yeah. So when you come off of this hill around the berm, if you carry speed, you can 
get some air up off of this. Well, that's uh, neat. And, and pop the bike up off the ground. It's not real big, you know. It's, no, but it's just something fun put in here for the the mountain bikers. And... Exactly. And and what we try to keep in mind when we're building these trails is uh, we like to, to build to the middle ground uh, and, and try to do something for everybody. So, yeah, we're going up this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this, uh, this bank here that yeah. is real sharp. This is actually... This berm is the best berm we built. Riding this thing is ridiculously fun because you're coming. This is a two-story drop uh, off of the hill and down through the berm. Okay. Uh, and you can really get ripping around this thing. I believe it. How fast do you generally go whenever you're, you're going down this, these trails? It, it depends on the person. But uh, last December, we had a really nice day. And I was riding uh, a trail up the hill more called All the Right Moves. One of the original trails. One I know like the back of my hand. And uh, I hit 25 miles an hour, and one of my pedals came down on a rock. Oh, jeez. I should have, it was a flat spot. It wasn't even a crazy part of the trail, and it pivoted, and it launched me into a tree at 90 degrees, and I broke five vertebrae and herniated two discs. I, I remember I remember that. I remember <laughs> yeah. you posting on uh, on Facebook about that. <laughs> yeah, I had my x-ray with the count from Sesame Street going, yes. one, two, three. <laughs> yes, I do remember. Broken vertebrae. <laughs> Man, that's... Ow. Yeah. Ow. Just so, ow. So here, if you stay toward the right, that's mm -hmm. softer dirt, so you can actually get your shoes down in it and, and okay. you won't fall. The middle here is what's kind of packed down. Uh, this, this is where we... Right, it, well, this is where all of the, the bikes go. Yeah. Oh, you... Okay, this is nicer. It's like digging your own steps here. It is. Yeah, so if you kind of go up it sideways... Slowly... Slowly. <laughs> when you get up here then, turn around and imagine you're sitting on top of yeah, a 26 to 29 inch bike and you're looking down this and you get to fly down this hill around the berm and into that kicker down at the bottom. That's terrifying. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be holding my brake the entire time. There's a lot of that that goes on and that's okay. I'd be that guy that, that sees it and thinks, oh, okay, this is fine. And then halfway down the hill, I'd hit all the brakes and I'd go launching off that berm. <laughs> no right. turning at all. Just no, no, just whee! straight. Like <laughs> right Clark, into that tree. <laughs> yeah, like Clark Griswold driving the family station wagon into the desert, yes. you know? <laughs> uh, so I know the trails are open all, all, pretty much all spring, all summer into the fall. Yeah. And then they close when? Um, generally... Well, I should say the mountain biking trails close. Right. Well... We like to we like to ask people to stay off of them starting November ish. Okay. And the reason I say that we we tend to get some nice days in the fall that are great for riding before mm -hmm. winter hits. But once the ground starts getting wet like this, mountain biking on these trails does more damage to them yeah. than anything else. And then I have to spend my entire spring instead of making shiny new trails for people, <laughs> maintaining the existing ones. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about before that uh, while the trails are closed in the winter, you do come up and do a little maintenance. Like right before I got here, you were doing some chainsawing. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that bare spot back there uh, that we just walked past around the turn, uh, right before you got here, I looked down and I was like, oh, there's a tree down. And I had my saw, so I scurried down the hill and cut that up. <laughs> I spend every Saturday. When do you sleep? <laughs> I don't. Every Saturday and Sunday for five years I've been out here. Oh, jeez. Uh, but. But it's fun, right? It is, and I love being in the woods. So, yeah, it's fantastic. This section got really interesting to build. We had flagged it out. We didn't realize that it was all rock. 
Oh, uh, I see that. It's it's just a whole, like a rock dump on the hillside. Yeah, and we're not we're not using any machines to do this. This is all by hand. I have a flat shovel and I have a rogue rhino hoe from Forestry Suppliers. That's what these are built with, all by hand. So <laughs> all these rocks on the downhill side, we moved by hand. So how did you how did you get into trail building? I know you said you had <laughs> volunteered, but like yeah. is this something where you just decided you grabbed a, a shovel and a pickaxe and decided that that's where I'm building a trail? Or um, No, actually. It, it actually started with um, the, the awesome tutelage of Mr. Clark Fisher, who's been doing the Queen Mahoney trails. Okay. Uh, there was a point over I, the first or second year that he was out there doing the Queen trails that I just kept volunteering, and he taught me how to make trails and how to bench cut and huh. all of that stuff. Uh, and he taught me how to dig stumps out while he drove his little excavator and, and it was awesome and he taught me a lot and i'm very grateful for it uh and then well it seems like you've been able to put that knowledge to good use here how, yeah. how many trails have you built on this hill there are eight and how many were there before you started one <laughs> so and, and again because there are leaves down this is one called rainbow road that i, I can see here. that bank there yeah this is called Widowmaker, and there's a, a branch down. This the steep one; it goes straight up the hill. Uh, and we had a race That's on that one. That's aptly named. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the one we just hiked up, I haven't really picked a name for yet. Okay. Uh, but then there are there's Widowmaker Light crosses Rainbow Road, and then Widowmaker Light. You, yeah, it's not <laughs> as dangerous as Widowmaker. <laughs> just just by a hair. Uh, <laughs> and then um, all the right moves is over there, and funicular, and then we're gonna hike down J Line here in a little bit. There are a bunch of little connector trails, and and uh, and two really short ones that are like super technical uh, for advanced riders that I'll show you at the end of the hike. Then, okay. Uh, but yeah, eight trails. So this is the second tier of the original trails that we're on now. Uh, so this is um, multi-use hiking and biking. Mm -hmm. uh, so let me ask you this: yeah. uh, during those. I guess the off-season for mountain biking. Can people hike the, the mountain biking trails? A hundred percent, yes. I encourage that, actually. <clears throat> uh, because if you like challenging hikes that you gain a pile <laughs> of elevation and not a lot of time, they are fantastic for that. Yeah, what is the, the height difference here? I, I think at one time you had told me, well, <laughs> let me back up. Yeah, I know for a fact that the incline plane is the steepest vehicular incline in the entire world in the world yes so that gives you an idea of how steep this hillside is yes but uh what's that like in terms of mountain biking um so it's about if i remember correctly it's about a 900 foot change in elevation from the top of the trails to the bottom of the incline wow and uh the hillside, if you look across at where we're at now, mm -hmm. if you're looking across the hill, you can see that it gets progressively steeper as you get closer to the incline compared oh, yeah. to Yoder Street out that way. Uh, and it goes from, oh my God, it's gotta be right around 40-ish degrees. It, it, it's consistently 35 degrees through this part of the hill and then it, it mellows out a little bit, but it's a it's a steep hill, yeah. uh, really steep hill. <laughs> Which adds to the fun, I imagine, whenever you're going down at 25 yes. miles an hour. <laughs> if you're letting gravity do the work for you, you want a steep hill. Yeah, um, you know, earlier I talked about this hillside's prone to landslides. Mm -hmm. That's what we're crossing right now. I see that, right? Oh, sorry, Josh. Oh, you're fine. This whole well, it looks chunk. like that tree's going to come down, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there are a lot of trees that are going to come down, but you can see this whole thing sloughed off. 
from up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're not kidding. Like, there's a, a gigantic hole in the hillside where you can see where it all just came down. I, there's a lot of downed trees there, too. There are, yeah. Uh, and that just, you know, speaks to the dynamic nature of this hillside. It's constant. You know, we get a heavy rain and something like this happens. And yeah. whenever you get a landslide, you inevitably get trees down yeah. with it, too. So eventually I'd like to get a small excavator in here and move some of this down the hill. But there aren't a lot of mountain bikers on this section. Hikers use this a lot, and it's not bad to hike over. What's you know? this trail? Does it have a name? This is, it's all lower works. Okay. Uh, the the original trail. Yeah. Uh, the three tiers, we call that uh, lower okay. works. So it's like a switchback up the mountain. Yeah. It, the first switchback was actually on that wall, like just right where the wall started. Yeah. It comes back this way, and then up here, oh, there are more trees down. <laughs> up here, past these down trees, uh, it, it switches back again. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like uh, just walking and finding more work you have to do. No joke, two weeks ago I cut this out, and that mess behind us. Uh, and, and this stuff up here was not here at that point. But I know you, uh, you have, like, volunteer days as well, because... The Friends of the Incline Plane uh, Facebook page. Yes. You do a lot of updating. You do some, like, vlogs where you post about uh, different things you're doing. Yeah. And then you also invite people to come out and, and help you with things like these very long, spindly trees. I do, yeah. So, like I said, I'm out here every Saturday and Sunday. Usually I get out here at 8 and I work until 10 or... I'm not even going to mess with that. No. Uh, 10 or so... Uh, and during biking season, the idea is then you just go ride. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a work and reward thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I, had a, I have a couple of people that are, are fairly consistent in terms of help. Uh, but one of my guys that was out almost every weekend, he got called back to work because he needed to make money or something and pay his <laughs> mortgage. Uh, couldn't volunteer to Man, I, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound like a real good guy. <laughs> I know. I'm questioning his integrity at this point. Um so like recently, I've, I've been a one-man band, uh, okay. but I, I do have a couple of people that like are really good with chainsaws. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just dangerous enough to be dangerous, and uh, <laughs> they'll come out and they'll help me with the bigger trees and stuff like that, which is awesome. I'll tell you what, you get a workout on these trails. It's, yeah. it's nice. I'm not huffing and puffing as much as I was on the Laurel Highland hiking trail, <laughs> uh, but it's, I think it's just that change... In elevation, that, that constant, like, you walk a little flat, and then you're up a little hill. Then you walk flat and up a hill. Yeah. And then you, you cross a creek bed like we're doing now. Yeah, and this was a bridge at one point. You could see, but um, this channel in particular, during high or heavy rain events, mm -hmm. it gets a lot of water through it. And it just, over the years, It just washes away. away. Yeah, that's just, unfortunately, that's just how things are. Yeah. But... Hey, we're hiking. We're not trying to stay nice and clean. No, no. <laughs> if you're if you're hiking and out in the woods and your goal is to not get dirty, you're doing something <laughs> very wrong. Exactly. Wow. Let's let's stop here for just a second because yeah. I see the War Memorial and I see uh, uh, the Pasquarella Center and I can see some of the churches and some of the apartment buildings and oh, <laughs> right through those trees is the uh, the Franklin Street Bridge they just painted. Yes. Oh fireman, man, fireman red is that something like that. But it has a specific name. It's actually orange. I, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks pretty red to it's me. It's something because it's the same color as the uh, as the San Francisco Bridge, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Yeah, that's that's why they picked it. Okay. And uh, actually, interestingly enough, you'd have to do a little digging, but yeah. I had a friend. Uh, Jim, a few years ago, he was out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He walked across the Golden Gate Bridge. He actually stopped and took a picture of a plaque on uh, the walkway on uh, one of the steel girders. Okay. That says that this steel came from Bethlehem Steel in Johnstown. Whoa. Yeah. That's, so not all of it, but there were portions of that bridge that were made in Johnstown. Well, that's very fitting then. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a yeah. uh, that's an awesome little tidbit of uh, trivia there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. This is a gorgeous view of the city though. It is. It is. And, and the higher you get on the hillside, it only gets better. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I think. How lucky we are to live where we are. And I think that's you know, it's taken for granted a lot. And, and honestly, too, like when I moved to Johnstown, um, I was I was living in Indiana. I had finished up my college degree, but I just never left Indiana. Uh, and I was driving to Boscos because I worked there. So like yeah. every day I would drive to Johnstown. And at one point I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to move to Johnstown and save myself gas. Uh, so I didn't. When I got here, I was like, this place is horrible. I'm like, who <laughs> actually wants to live in this rundown steel town mm-hmm. where all people ever do is go to the bar? Yep. And then I got into, like, I met some of the Ben's Creek folks, yeah. and, and I started kayaking, and I'm like, okay, this is the best place in the world yeah. to live. <laughs> and then I started getting into the biking and some of the hiking stuff, and I'm, if you're an outdoor person, the cost of living is yeah. stupid low around here. Yes, it is. Uh, and Even in the surrounding suburbs. Exactly, right? yeah. And, like, this is literally adjacent to downtown, mm-hmm. and you have this awesome hiking and biking park. Yep. And even the trail that goes right through downtown, the Jim Jim Mare, yeah, Rivers Walk Trail. Yeah, that's a fantastic trail, and it's it's not like this. It's nice and flat through the floodplain, yes. so you don't have any hills. Yeah, that's actually it's funny you said about the uh, the kayaking because it always makes me think that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I thought it was illegal to be in the river channels. <laughs> I thought, like, there was no such... You couldn't fish, you couldn't kayak, couldn't canoe. Like, that was against the law. You would be arrested. Yeah, and you're and not then, the only one. <laughs> right? And then uh, a few years ago, whenever I first actually ran into the Ben's Creek Canoe Club, uh, and you guys were like, oh, yeah, we, we started at Greenhouse Park, and we float down the river. Yeah, we'll get the whole way to Seward if you want to. I mean, <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> And actually, that, that's, a, that's a nice transition to, to, again, bring something back around full circle. Uh, part of that multimodal uh, money that, that mm-hmm. the city just got is going into the Riverside Park project here. So we're building a boat that. launch on this hillside yeah. uh, with an ADA-accessible ramp over here. Uh, so folks can either come over here and fish or you can use this as a takeout. If you started yeah. at Greenhouse Park, you can take out here and have a nice place to get your boat out of the water. Or you can put your boat in here and go down through the Connemaw right. Gap. And that's the, the sliver park, right? Because it's literally park. a sliver of land right below the incline plane. It is. It's probably 50 yards wide, infested with knotweed, and it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's going to be fantastic to have that whenever we're done with it as well. So I know. That was, that was announced a few years ago, like maybe three years ago, I think. Right. And so here's here's what you deal with when you're you're up against a project like that. Um, the bridge leading over to the incline plane is a PennDOT bridge. Mm-hmm. The incline plane is a historical structure. <laughs> uh, the chunk of land that the slivers going on mm-hmm. 
the one acre of it is owned by the CVC. The rest of this is owned by the city. <laughs> so when you're applying for grants and doing that sort of stuff, you have all of this bureaucratic stuff yes. that you have to deal with. I couldn't even imagine the paperwork it takes to try and put in for something like that. All I've got to say is thank God for people like Brad Clemenson because he is so good at that stuff <laughs> and he's really good at keeping those kind of projects moving. So where we're at right now, how, uh, well, I guess we haven't even really come up to the incline plane yet. No, no, we're actually, um, <laughs> we started on the far hillside. <laughs> yeah. We're about a half mile away from the incline plane actually. Oh, I didn't realize how, how many, well, I guess how long these trails were. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole park uh, is 89 acres. Um, no way. Yeah, so it's it's fairly significant. These are these are new trees. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just a few more down trees. Yeah, yeah. The chainsawing never ends up here. No. We're about to hit the other switchback. You can see the next trail up there. Yeah. But it looks like there's another tree now. So this might be interesting getting through this part. This, these are my favorite parts of uh, of hiking. This is finding uh, finding sections of the trail like going. Uh, I don't know how to go through this. <laughs> Do you find that often? <laughs> so right here, um, this is another one of those gullies where it gets a lot of water whenever it rains. Yeah. The trail used to be over here, and there's a set of steps built in. Um, but I think <laughs> Not it anymore. No. Hurricane Sandy uh, eroded all of this. Oh, jeez. So if, if anybody has a scout troop that wants to build a set of steps in the middle of the woods <laughs> for a trail, call me. <laughs> call Mike. He's got projects. Yeah. Or just come up on the hillside in the middle of winter on a Saturday morning. In here, though, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Ed Sagano, he, he's been helping with the chainsaw stuff. He's fantastic at it. He mm -hmm. ran into two guys in here one day. They were pulling trilobite fossils out of the shale bank. In that this is amazing. Washout. This high up on the hill. Like, we're, you know, that's, uh, that's Edge Hill Drive right there where you can see the railing up there. I can see. I was actually looking at there when we came up the hill because you can actually see the bedrock that's supporting that roadway. Yeah. And how exposed it is, which you don't often see. <laughs> no, no, and there, it's, it's, it's a stunning set of cliffs that run the whole way along here. It really is. And yeah, you don't know whenever you're driving along Edge Hill Drive yeah. that if you just look over the edge of the hill, you have that. Unfortunately, due to its proximity to the road, a lot of people throw garbage over it, but. <sighs> That kills me. I know. Literally uh, just kills me. We clean it up when we can, but sometimes it's it's a never-ending battle. So yeah. you do what you can. And I remember that. in high school, I, I went to Conway Valley. Yeah. Every spring, we would go out onto an East Taylor Township, go, the road going to Mineral Point. I can't yeah. think of what it's called. Uh, uh, I know which one you're talking about. But every year, I think it was the Spanish National Honor Society. That's what it was. Yeah. And we would, uh, we would do the cleanup of the hillside going down that road and every year there no matter how much we cleaned up the next year there was more garbage yep it was like i thought we cleaned all the tires and old <laughs> tvs and bags of uh bags of diapers out of here like yeah every year there was more well that's what we do uh going back to the ben's Creek canoe club we do a river cleanup every spring mm -hmm. a couple of weeks before the rendezvous so we clean greenhouse park uh carpenters park Faustwell, and then up by the quay and uh no joke for the last 10 years we've been truckload of tires every year yeah. comes out of uh Such a shame. yeah out of Faustwell, and, and every year you think you got them all somebody throws some more down there that's such a shame it is um so this behind us this is a bend 
<laughs> oh, it's a dead end. That's it. it goes down the hill and it stops there. It's just an access for them to get to where they ran the sewer line. Okay. Uh, so there's a sewer line that runs down this. A couple of years ago, apparently that sewer line from Westmont broke and we didn't realize it. We were riding through this little stream down oh, at the bottom. No. We're like, hey, this water smells funny. <laughs> for like three weeks, we're flying through this mucky, getting it all over us. And here it was raw sewage. Oh. <laughs> that was fun. Um, but, but yeah, so that's the end of the trail. Okay. And so this, I want to go back to yeah. the, the fossils over here. Yeah. Because I love fossils. I think the oh. idea of them is amazing. Um, especially trilobites, because they're probably my favorite prehistoric animal. Oh, even better. Yeah. So the fact that we're sitting here at this little golly, and I mean, you can see the sandstone all mm-hmm. scattered throughout. The fact that people were able to pull fossils out of here is amazing. Yeah. But if you look above the sandstone right in there, that's either slate or shale. I'm not sure. Okay. But, I can see it kind of through the, these like briars. So it's this stuff. I gotcha. Uh, and this is what those guys were finding uh, the fossils. For in. a second there, I thought you had something. Like if you look, flip it over. But it's just an indent in the fossil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or in the, the slate. <laughs> My wife's probably tired of me bringing rocks home, but I find <laughs> fossils up here all the time. Usually just like little ferns and plants and stuff like That's that. That's still so cool. Yeah, so I have them all over my windowsill in my kitchen. That and antique bottles that I find up here. Uh... So, yeah, they showed Ed these fossils that they were yeah. pulling out of here. They're just little ones, but, but still. still. That's neat. Yeah. And, and, and that's, uh, that actually connects back because so where we're at in the, the Laurel Highlands, the Alleghenies, the Appalachians. Yeah. Um, are some of the oldest mountains in the country. And right. at one time, they were actually taller than, like, the Rockies. Yeah, than the Alps, from what I understand. <laughs> yes, and this was, like, we were part of the Inland Sea at one point, too, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, which is probably where these trilobites come from. Right, so think about that. Like, all this was all underwater at one yep. point, and then, like, through uh, the plate tectonics, it mushed the rocks up, and we're, yeah, as 600 feet above the city right now uh and there's sea critters over here yes and that's it actually made me think of in man's choice there's actually a roadside attraction called the coral caverns i've never seen it and it is it's an old limestone i think it's limestone mine that has fossils along the wall and the guy who runs it he gives tours there's like multiple a day yeah the whole point of it is to show you it's an old inland sea and all of the fossilized little sea creatures like the coral and the trilobites and the little fishes and things are all inlaid in the bedrock there how cool is that yes. <laughs> okay i know i road trip time for yeah, me. I, know, right? I never even knew that was there i yeah. used to i used to cover everett school district so i was down in that general area a oh. lot uh and i didn't know that was that i'm there. pretty sure it's still open okay I don't, I don't think he i don't think it's closed i'm pretty sure it's still open but yeah it's it is classic roadside attraction like there's yeah. signs leading up to it says hey over on the left there's the coral caverns and you pull up and he's got a little gift shop yeah. and uh you walk down behind the gift shop down this straight uh like in incl- or decline yeah and he's got a tarp that he, he opens and you walk into this old mine and there's there's lighting throughout and yeah it's it's really cool i need to visit that yes. place <laughs> Well, now you know. If you ever get bored on a uh, on a day off and you want to try to find some trilobites, I'm coming up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. <laughs> You'll be riding by, and I'll just have a little pick and uh, a little hammer. <laughs> <laughs> like a, hey, Josh! <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to reach out to the um, UPJ ge- geology department 
because there are a couple of places on this hillside where the strata is exposed. Okay. Uh, and I would like them to do some kind of interpretive signage or just tell me what we're looking at. Like, hey, this is, you know, so-and-so stands stone. It's usually found at this depth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, you know. where, where, how far back can you date these rocks? That would right. be amazing. Right, and have them look at that sort of Oh, look, of there's stuff. some uh, Oh, there go the deer. Oh, that's a nice buck Ooh, right there. He's big. It looks like he's, what, probably a six point or so? About that, yeah. He's got some, that doe running up the hill, she looks <laughs> old. Yeah, there, there is one doe up here that has had uh, multiple fawns, and she, she is completely unafraid of any of us at this point because she's so used to seeing us out here on the weekends. Yeah. She just, like, stands 10 feet away and does her deer things yeah. while we dig trails. <laughs> the guys, yeah. really? <laughs> now... What we're coming up to here, uh, we're going to keep going straight, but if you look, there's a trail that goes up to the right. Oh, yeah. That takes you directly up to the top incline station. Uh, it comes okay. out right in that picnic area just yeah. before. I uh, Actually, that's where I interviewed uh, Owen Stanley yeah. whenever he was going to hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Owen's good people. Yes. Uh, I like Owen a lot. Um, but yeah, it goes up and then it snakes back and then it cuts along that rock face that you see up there and it mm -hmm. heads out that way to the incline plane. But if you keep an eye on things up the hill while we're walking, you'll see that, that those rocks, they, they, they duck into the soil here and there, but they yeah. pretty much run the whole way along here. Right up to the trailhead on the corner of Tioga and Edge Hill. Speaking of Tioga. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Tioga, did you know? <laughs> no, I that like this. Across Tioga Street, there is actually an old uh, Native American pyramid. Okay. Like so where I'm... the radio tower is comes to a, he a point there. Yes. That is an old Native American pyramid. And the other one is the mound where the flag is. So I've been trying to do some research on the, the Native Americans that lived in this valley in particular for years. Mm -hmm. uh, there unfortunately isn't a lot of information on them. But fun fact for you, it's... I think on the summer solstice, okay. the sun rises directly up this valley. So if you were standing on that mound, you watch the sun rise right straight up over the, the valley there. And if you read into like a lot of like Native American uh, religious sites, yeah. they oriented them in For those the kind sun. of directions. Let me hit you with some more. Oh, please do. <laughs> because these old Native American pyramids, you know, they were flat top. Okay. Date back to the Mayan Empire. Whoa! Which worshipped the sun. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like I some think. confirmation bias there. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It wasn't the Aztec. I think it was the Mayan. They were they were very much about the sun god. Yeah. I yeah. Um, oh, so now we're on the third tier of the hiking trails. Okay. Of the lower works. Yes, of okay. lower works. And this runs out to Blair Street. It ends at the Flower Barn, basically. Uh, oh, right over by uh, Grandview Cemetery. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... I think at this time, it is the oldest cemetery in this area because predating it was Sandyvale, and that got washed out by several floods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a poor choice of placement for a cemetery, yeah. but... Yeah, and the, the real shame of it is there aren't really any records dating back to the original uh, burials from there because they got washed away in the floods. Oh. Um, because the... The cemetery was originally established for civil... No. I think it was colonial. Okay. I think there are, there are colonial war veterans that were buried in Sandyvale. And then there was a bunch of civil war veterans buried there. Wow. And it was the 
only real cemetery in the Johnstown area back in the day. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And uh, I, uh, I've i got a pile of Johnstown history books that I've read over the years that are sitting on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. None of them cover that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. I think the head of the Sandyvale board uh-huh. is Bill Horner. I don't know, Bill. I think. Uh, but Bill, he's a... Uh, He's an older guy now, but he has been involved with the preservation of that that park now for a long time. Okay. I, I know, like, Sue Convalinka and some of the the Garden Club people helped do the maintenance down there, too. Yeah. And There's another woman, Diana. I can't think of her last name, but she's really involved, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a great little park down there. It really is. And it... The, the Jim Mares Trail runs right through there. Yeah. In fact, like, since we live in Riverside, during the summertime, my wife and I will often, like, after work, want to go for a quick bike ride. We go down the Jim Mare Trail from oh, Riverside yeah. to Sandyvale, turn around and pedal back, and it's like eight miles. That sounds nice. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Don't fall down the hill. Oh. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I am, I'm going to grab onto this tree. That's that. that. <laughs> We should have stuck under up. Probably. <laughs> Learn from my mistake. <laughs> it's okay. As long as you hold on to the tree, you're good. That's what I'm going to do. I didn't almost just slide down a very steep hill. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, it's high consequence if you mess up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, straight down the hill. Wow, look at the size of this tree. Now, it's downed, but yeah, that is a, a big tree. Some of these trees, um, and I'll show you one at the end of the hike here. Uh, they they are massive. This one's probably eh, three and a half feet in diameter. Yeah. And uh, the one of them I counted the rings on it was 250 years old. Wow. Yeah. And I'll show you because we have slices of it down there. That's really cool. Yeah. But even this one right here, if you look at it, uh, this live oh, tree. There. Yeah. And those things are are beasts. Yeah, they are. Beautiful though. Yeah. Unfortunately, whenever there's a diseased tree that falls down. Uh, I found that it's been knocking some of the healthy trees down too. Unfortunately, yeah. um, there's just nothing you can do about that. It's, I no. mean, unless, unless you're going to dedicate five days a week out here to <laughs> yeah. to select cutting certain trees. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to start talking to. I'm trying to find an arborist who'd be willing to volunteer some time to say, "All right, these couple need to be cut out." Okay, uh, and it'll help your healthy trees live better because you know I I am part of a conservancy and we yep. like to do conservation of natural resources yep I actually, that's nice that somebody wrote that so this is the top of Widowmaker. <laughs> uh <laughs> we we won't say what that says yeah but, it's, uh, it's, it's not a family friendly saying on this no. sign here uh it's i imagine accurate though <laughs> y- y- yeah because this one is is a pretty steep trail again it's a black double diamond yeah. uses the same grading roughly as like a ski slope would yeah. uh and yeah, yeah, hold on to your handlebars when you go down this one. <laughs> um, but this area here and then up around this slight bend, if we walk up this way, yeah, this is where all of the original trails converge. So uh, there's Morley's and Sandistan are the two uh, on the corner of Edge Hill and Tioga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morley's, there's a slope directly in front of us. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where Morley's comes out. And then right here on our right, uh, oh no, we're walking past it. The snow and the leaves. Oh, up. I see it. Oh, okay. This is the end of Sanjinstan. Um, and then usually if you're not riding Widowmaker, which a lot of people don't, it's, it's, uh, I don't blame them. It's very steep. Yeah. There are lunatics that really, really like that one. Are you one of them? Yes. Uh, 
I enjoy it. But uh, most people come up here to all the right moves, and and then they go down this trail. Which, I see. It just cuts. It's a little flatter. Yeah. A little easier to manage. Uh, a little more kid friendly. Yeah. Um, this is the one uh, that there's a tree right in front of us. That's the tree I hit and broke my back on. Uh, <laughs> this this flat spot is where I broke my back. I was flying off here, right here, dropped into here, and then and if you look at my Strava graphic, it's from 25 miles an hour to zero. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine the amount of pain you were in. I got on my bike and rode out of the woods. Oh, of course you did. You were probably so full of adrenaline. I thought I broke a rib and that was it. And then I waited two days before I went down to Winber Primary Care or their uh, PT clinic down there. Yeah. Uh, they did the x-rays and the girl was like, you're going to Connemore right now for a full trauma panel. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, this was mid-COVID. Um, oh, jeez. When I got down to Connemore, they had an ER bay waiting for me and a guy with a wheelchair because... They didn't expect me to show up walking. I was just going to say, you came strutting in, and they probably looked at you and their jaws. Yeah, he was like, how'd you get here? I'm like, I drove from Winber. <laughs> like, but you, you're back. I'm like, yep. Oh, wow, there's a lot of wind. Oh, well, I yeah, can see so, the, most of the trees in this area are completely gone. This is where that microburst hit. And if you look at the tree tops, you can see that about 20 feet up yeah. the tree it hit. Uh, and this big one behind us. So you'll, you'll wonder how we chainsawed it off. 15 feet in the air yeah uh that whole thing was laying down on the ground actually and when ed sagano cut it uh the root ball weight picked that tree up wow uh that was actually kind of scary because that was not expected well no you never want the tree to snap back like that no no that's a good way to get a chainsaw on the forehead well, um, you can see just the tops of these ones right behind us that are they're just twisted off yeah and, and that's how you could tell it was winds that were changing direction is because it's not a clean break yeah they they look like they were twisted and a lot of these were healthy trees at the time uh and when that came through it just came right across here and then the whole way down to the bottom of mill creek road uh and you'll see more of that uh up through here and now this is one of the sections where i do tend to have a lot of trees falling down because uh, everything was disturbed you can see all these uprooted oh, yeah. uh, root balls and stuff like that mm. This is where it gets cold. I wasn't real cold up until this point. Yeah, and even though we're moving, uh, the wind is kind of what gets you. We're we're getting up to, you can see the signpost up here for J-Line. Oh, I see it there, yeah. That's, we're gonna go down J-Line and that's gonna take us right back to our cars. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is a really nice loop. It is. Uh, what, we've been hiking for right around an hour-ish, I'd imagine. Yep, you're right there. Okay, uh, and we've got about another 10 minutes. So if you wanted to go for an hour long hike, because we stopped a couple of times. Mm -hmm. This is a really awesome loop to do that on. And you can you can shoot off on any of those spurs. And yep. Now, what about uh, during mountain biking season? What what can people hike up here? Uh, you can hike Lower Works, uh, which we're on right now, the whole way up to uh, Blair Street. You can hike that trail that goes up to the inclined plane. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually. I haven't roughly mapped out, but I want to cut in a new hiking-only trail this summer, so it would run more along the inclined plane slope. Okay. And on the other side of the inclined plane, on the far side towards yeah. the Stone Bridge, are there trails over there as well? There is. Uh, so we're going to go down this way. Okay. There's the Rolling Mill Mine Trail over there, and that runs out to Washington Street and eventually up into Brownstown. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Zabora and I 
actually started a connector trail from that into Stackhouse Park. That's awesome. Yeah, so now we can start marketing these two trail systems together. Like, hey, if you wanna get a hike on with the family and get the dog out, go to Stackhouse. <laughs> you wanna rip down a hill. <laughs> well, I know that's something I've seen people uh, talking about on the Friends of the Incline Plane Trail. Yeah. Just, um, you know, the fact that when the Incline Plane is running, you can zip down these trails and look a whole herd. Of oh, you. there they go. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I wonder if that's the same five that I saw when I pulled in. Probably. You scared them up the hill and now you're scaring them back, them back down, down the hill. <laughs> anyway, you're saying people on the front um, page. Yes. So they talk about how amazing it is to zip down the incline plane trails, uh -huh. right? You come out the bottom, you buy an all day pass for the incline plane. Which they made just for the mountain bikers. Oh, really? Yeah. They made the $15 day pass just because mountain bikers were looking for something like that. Well, you're getting people from all over the state, aren't you? Yeah, there's consistently people from Pittsburgh and State College that come in. Uh, we actually had a dad and his two kids that were traveling across the country hitting up random trail systems. And no they way. saw about this on Facebook, so I, I, I ran into them one day. That's so uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so $15 for a day pass yep. or $3 a ride or... You could buy a punch card for 10 or 20 rides for 20 or $40. Well, that's not bad at all. No. So this is the steepest part of this trail, okay. which it, it's kind of gnarly, but uh, it mellows out from here. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's the only trail system that we can find that is truly serviced by public transportation because Camtran owns the, the incline yep. plane. And so you can just ride back up to the top, start all over again. Or I know... Um, Four years ago? <laughs> Man, it's it's hard to think of time in you know in the sense of COVID because yeah. everything's all messed up. It all blends together. I think it was four years ago though that uh, Mount Olive Wishes College out in Crescent had a like an outdoor expo event. Yes, Chris, that's where. Uh, oh, what was Chris's last name? She used to put that on. Oh, Chris Corin. Yeah. She's at IUP now. She is. Yeah. Yes. But she, that's actually where the first time I met you in person. Uh, yeah, it was. And we talked with some friends you had out there just about everything. Everything about the outdoor and how, how amazing it is. And I remember one of those guys saying about uh, parking at Greenhouse Park. And he rode his bike all the way out here. Mm -hmm. Rode up the incline plane. Then rode down through Brownstown. Mm -hmm. Came back up. Rode the incline plane again. And then he rode... I think he rode the mountain biking trails down again and then out the greenhouse park. He did. Yeah. And so that's part of like, he knew about all that stuff, but if you were coming in from out of town, you might not know about all those individual yeah. aspects. Uh, and that's where like, I think a lot of the leadership in Johnstown is starting to see, like we need to, to really start marketing this stuff yeah. together. Uh, you, you know, cause we have this trail system and then right across the Valley, you have the Lorraine hiking trails yeah. that Mike Hammers has been doing. Yeah. Or Mike Zabor's Mike guys like trails. Yeah, apparently uh, you guys do. <laughs> yeah, or Mike Zabor and all the work those guys are doing in Stackhouse Park. You've got these three great trail systems right against the city. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if somebody comes from out of town for the incline plane trails, they might not know that right down the street is Stackhouse. Or right, right across the valley is the, the Lorraine. awesome Lorraine hiking trails. That's actually, that's I want to talk to those guys at some point for this podcast just... Because it was like, nobody knew anything about the Lorraine Trails. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these guys popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> and <laughs> like, hey, there is, you know, 40 miles of trails over here. Yeah. Come, come explore. And I, I've been on them quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's 
it is it's amazing they're a little more challenging than your general like hiking trails they are uh there are some easier ones i think there's one that's specifically for uh boy scout trips oh really i can't remember it, it actually might be called like the boy scout trail huh. um it's it's a little easier but then the i just know on the map it's the yellow oh, trail the map of the world or yes. whatever it's called <laughs> yeah yeah and the yellow trail can get Harry. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't been on that one yet. Um, when my wife was laid off during COVID, uh, we got to do a bunch of outdoor stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of the things we did was hike that waterfall trail. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. And then Chad Gonkovic from Cold Tubin at one point, he used to live up above the trails uh, by, by the church at the top of Ohio Street. He showed me there's another waterfall up above the waterfall. So if you climb... No way. I don't recommend climbing up the waterfall. Slippery, wet rocks. Yeah. But uh, there's <laughs> disclaimer, another one. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full disclosure. Don't do this. Um, but yeah, there's another waterfall up there that he had showed me because we parked off of Ohio Street and walked over to the guardrail. Mm-hmm. And he was showing me it because he was like, hey, if we clean all the trees out of this, this is a good micro creek for kayaking, whatever. The water gets real high. It does Never. get very high. Yeah. I know there's signs all over that trail because at one point you cross that that it, well it's ben's creek uh, no. no it's uh sam's run sam's run that's what it was yeah, okay, yeah. what is it i can't it was sam's runs either that one or the one over by bantley i can't remember it's it's named after somebody who lived in lorraine oh okay yeah but at any rate so now we need to look at marketing all of these trail systems together. Absolutely. And, you know, could you imagine if this is your thing? Like people that have houses around town can start setting up little Airbnbs mm-hmm. uh, geared specifically toward outdoor recreation. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I made a trip out to uh, Cuyahoga National Park oh, yeah. uh, a few years ago specifically to go hiking. Okay. And granted that's a national park but you know what the entire time i was out there i kept thinking this is no different than anything we've got back in johnstown <laughs> really this it's it's a you know it's, it's hiking trails in the forest with some creeks in between and i mean it's, don't get me wrong it's beautiful right but it's so similar to this <laughs> huh i need to make a road trip there now too it's like a four hour trip four and a half hour trip out in the ohio that's and it's in a small town, right next to a small town. I, I mean, my wife stayed in an Airbnb. It was like a hundred bucks a night. Uh-huh. And we were there for a four day weekend. I mean, it was wonderful, but yeah. there's no reason that can't happen here. Exactly. We have all of those kind of resources, whether you want to flat water paddle, yep. white water paddle, downhill mountain bike, or just do rail trails. You know, the Path of the Flood Trail is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it, it really is. That was the first episode of this podcast. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Cliff Kittner and I went out, and we hiked from Franklin out to the Staple Van Tunnel and back. Cliff Kittner's good people. Yes, he uh, is. I like Cliff a lot. Yeah, So, and then even if you wanted to get down to the Ghost Town Trail, mm-hmm. it's a 15-minute drive to Dilltown, mm-hmm. and, and you're right there. Okay, so this this bank gets steep too. Uh, this you know, one just I, a, just a few feet up that hill. You told me this was the steepest part of this trail. Yeah, might have been wrong. <laughs> this one is loose too because I just you can see it's all fresh. I rebuilt yeah. it last weekend. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of loose, but um, that's okay. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so you know you, you you're just minutes away from all of this really great stuff and. And Johnstown's a great little epicenter for that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we've got some fantastic restaurants popping up downtown yeah, between do. Balance and then and then uh, Jeremy's new one, which I uh, craft craft. Yes, opening 
just in this week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this yeah. one's steep too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you went the smart way. I went the bad way. Uh, you live and you learn. Oh man, I bet that's tree stump is nasty to hit coming around there. Fortunately, this berm, you tend to stay higher up in it. Okay. Uh, so you're not down in the trough of it. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't talked about what's that? If you want to get into mountain biking, you can go see uh, Jared over at Hope Cyclery. Yes, Jared Bunk. Uh, he's over on Railroad Street in the old Beers Electric Building. It's now Hope Cyclery. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic for getting making sure people get on the right bike for the type of riding and their body shape possible. He yeah. he he's not going to just sell you a bike for the sake oh. of selling a bike. Um, I mean, it's really a, a customized bike for you. It is. It is. And and he is. He puts so much love and so much care into making sure people get on the right bikes. And I'm partial. He's been a friend of mine for a long time, but <laughs> I, he is doing it right. And yeah. and he also is really very philanthropic. So he donates bikes back to the community right. for for kids that don't have bikes. But um, when I know he was in the city on uh on Franklin Street there, right beside um, Stonebridge Brewing. Right, where Jeremy is now putting crap. But yeah, and he needed more room. Like, yeah. his business had expanded to the point where he couldn't stay where he was. Exactly. So he needed more space, and now he has it, and he does all kinds of really great events. So he just did a 100-mile um, bike ride uh, oh. two weeks ago, I think, and he had people coming in from all over the place for that. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Mike Zabora, we were talking about him. I think he yeah. did the 30 mile segment of it. Okay. Um, but other people did do the full hundred miles <laughs> and no, thank you. Like no. they, that takes a special breed of human to ride that. Listen, I, I did a, a six mile round trip bike ride a few years ago and I almost died for a week <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. I have never been in so much pain. I couldn't imagine what... Oh, geez, you okay? Yeah. What your legs feel like after a ride like that. But there are some people that do those gravel rides, and they're absolute machines. But yeah, so, uh, you know, if somebody wanted to get into this kind of riding, you stop down at Hope Cyclery and and talk to Jared and say, yeah, I want to do downhill, or or I want to do, like, Enduro-style riding, which is not as downhill, a little more (laughs) cross-country-y. Oh God! This the snow is making this horrible. <laughs> yes, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm good. You're good. As you can see, we're we're so to, close. <laughs> so close to the car. Oh, J Line is a series of nine switchbacks, and that's what we've been hiking down. <laughs> uh, and that was the last switchback. Now it's just a ride. You know, I don't know if I trust you. Uh, <laughs> you keep telling me, oh no, this is the steepest part of the trail, and then we get to a steeper part of the trail. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting about parts of the trail, I guess. <laughs> um, How many times have you wrecked on this trail? <laughs> this trail, what? Which isn't bad, because I've probably gone down it about 150 times. <laughs> so I'll take those averages. Uh, let me ask you, uh, you know, as we're wrapping up here. Yeah. Um, I know that somebody holds a record for the <laughs> fastest trip down the trail. Yes, it's like 3 minutes and 17 seconds. Which, can you, can you put that uh, in perspective for us? That is insanely fast. Like, my average is about four and a half minutes. So okay. they're a full minute plus faster than my top speed. And I built the trails. 
They're, they're, uh, I can't remember who holds it right now, but the person is an absolute machine yeah. because you're not touching your brakes at all coming down this stuff, if, if that's your right. I couldn't imagine. No. I could not imagine. No. <laughs> uh, and then as we walk out here, these are two of the shorter trails. So this is Slapshot. It's shaped like a hockey stick. It goes down this trail, and if we walk this way, it's pretty steep, and then it goes down a really steep chute into a farm and sends you back that way. Why is this trail we're on called Don't Go Right? I'll show you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because at all costs, you don't want to go right. Okay. Um, yeah, because down there is where we started, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's where we came down. And then there's the berm and slap shot. I see it. So oh, I see how it does. It does that J. Yeah. Okay. So it's a huge change in elevation over a not very long section of trail. And Widowmaker is steeper than that. In spots, yeah. Widowmaker gets pretty close to vertical in two spots. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Those guys that know how to ride that stuff, though, they just they they just tear that one up. So this then, um, I recently groomed this so we can get a side-by-side in here to take chainsaws in. Okay. Uh, so you can see I widen it. But this is Don't Go Right. Don't Go Right is just a rock slab. Uh, if you look down it, uh, it's just bare, rocky. And if you I go see. right... You die. Ah, okay. Because it's you just go off the edge there. Correct. I yeah. thought it meant don't go right, like don't try and go up the hill. Here. Oh no no no! It means don't go right on this trail. So then, yeah, here we are back, We're back. at the park. Nice. That was a good hike. That was. Uh, I, I, I was. I'd never hiked that whole loop in one shot, and I was curious how it was going to work out, and it worked out really it, well. Yeah, it went really well. And so if somebody wanted to, to get some more information, wanted to get in touch with you, how mm -hmm. could they do that? The easiest way is to find the Friends of the Incline Plain Trails page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, if you send a message to that page, it goes to me. I'm okay. the page manager on that one. And, um, yeah, I check those on a daily basis, and I, I'm always happy to spread the love and share information on the trails. Awesome. All right, Mike. Well, yeah. hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate you doing this with me. I had a ton of fun. I don't Likewise, know about you. Uh, <laughs> I had a blast. That was a good hike. No, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. That wraps up our episode of Hiking the Highlands. For more Tribune Democrat podcasts, visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts. Have a suggestion? Want to get in touch? You can email me at jbyers at tribdem.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is journo underscore josh. 